everybody, it's Kai. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Corner Office Podcast. For the next month or so, there is going to be a common thread with the interviews you'll hear on this podcast. We're going to be looking at three different companies that all sell apparel, clothing that people wear. Beyond that, though, the stuff they sell and the ways they sell it are pretty different. My guests today are... Heather Hassan, co-founder and co-CEO of Figs. And... Trina Spear, co-CEO and co-founder of Figs. Two people, same job title, one company, a medical apparel company called Figs. Where are we going? So you are about to enter, Trina, our warehouse. We're about 30 miles east of Marketplace World Headquarters in downtown Los Angeles, the city of industry, California, a place that lives up to its name with blocks and blocks of corporate offices and warehouse buildings. Inside one of them, Heather and Trina lead me through big metal doors at the back of a smallish office space. Notice, not an exit. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that's a warehouse. There's a this is where the magic happens. There's a lot of shelf space in here. Holy cow. Yeah. The place is huge, and cardboard boxes with Figs logos printed on the side are stacked on shelves reaching up almost to the ceiling. Medical garments, like scrubs, are give or take a $10 billion industry in this country. And this company, Figs, has a small but growing slice of it. It's direct to consumer, which means the stuff coming through this warehouse is going directly to the nurses and doctors who ordered them instead of going to a retailer first. Same model, by the way, as a bunch of other companies you've been hearing about these days. Warby Parker's one of them, Casper Mattress, Dollar Shave Club as well. So I started by asking Trina for the elevator pitch. We're expecting you. Won't you have a seat? Ready to go to work? What is Figs? Figs is the highest quality medical apparel company in the world. Um, we That's folk- a big statement in the world. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, right. And we've really spent a lot of time focusing on fabrication and fit and comfort and functionality uh, for the medical professional. If I say scrubs, is that not what you're doing? Or do you just not say that word? Scrubs is definitely a big part of what we do. All right. It's not everything, though. We're a lifestyle company, a lifestyle brand. How do you get lifestyle out of, out of medical scrubs? So... You know, all of our product assortment uh, goes well beyond scrubs into lab coats and underscrubs and vests and fleeces, everything the medical professionals wears to work, at work, and from work. Fair enough. (laughs) Actually, let me get this out of the way uh, to begin with. I thought, honestly, until I started doing the research for this interview, I thought hospitals just gave their doctors and nurses and orderlies scrubs that they wore and then washed and then, you know, went home in civilian clothes. Does that not happen? So that does happen. So, so 10% of the market, yeah. right now, the hospital actually gives you your clothes, right? But the 90%, they buy direct. Wow. So that's where we come in. So, so folks have to buy their own Correct. uniforms, in essence, to wear to work. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So let's walk and talk. You guys lead the way. All right. So to your right, we're coming upon our receiving area. This is where all of our shipments come in from overseas. From We have facilities around the world. Shipments come in you know, multiple times a week through these doors to your right. Can I just ask, not that necessarily it's a thing for you, I don't honestly know, but since they're in the news, if I say tariffs, what do you think? Um, that is a thing. Yeah, for, I mean, textiles us. are really heavily tariffed. Yes, I mean, I think for us, we've been really um, monitoring tariffs closely. Obviously, you've seen what's gone on in China. We've been monitoring right. the situation over the past year. We've been fortunate enough to move a lot of our manufacturing to other countries. Um, and now, I mean, we, it's really a minimal effect. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of our supply chain. We have a very sophisticated supply chain where we're all over Asia. We're all over South America. So we're able to be nimble and move around if something happens in the economy. Is this the, the 
main or the only warehouse? This is our only warehouse. The only warehouse. Okay. All right. Today. Yeah, today. <laughs> Got to have goals. Uh, okay. Go. Okay. So we're going to go to the left. Okay. So you'll see this is where our, our garments come in. All right. So I'm seeing a lot of boxes here. This is all like plastic wrap stuff, so I don't want to open it up. But is there, can you give me something I can like feel and touch and... Yeah, let's go check right. out in person. I, I, in, live and in person on the radio. <laughs> all right, wait, you can actually open something up? We open. Yeah, let's right. open something up. All right. Oh, so I this mean, is amazing. Bosses. This is our mauve color. So this was a, a limited edition yeah. color that we came out with about a few weeks ago. Okay. During Nurses Week, which is our Super Bowl. Of, co- of course it is. No, that makes total sense, right? <laughs> and so what you see is super soft. Yeah. For, well, before you start describing this, what do um, regular scrubs look and feel like, right? Because not everybody has that experience. Regular scrubs are cotton. They're big. They're boxy. They're itchy. They're unflattering. They're not something you want to wear to work. We, sh- we should all. say here you have a background in fashion and style. I do. Yes. I do. I do. And so I- did this just like grate at you when you had it? I mean, how did you come to this? I was in pre-med. But oh, I, actually, I was in pre-med. Yeah, I actually never, I didn't think about it at the time. But when I was in pre-med, I wore huge cotton scrubs, yeah. like giant scrubs. And you're working on, you right. know, cadavers and whatnot. But, you know, eight years later, Trina and I realized that, hey, these, these scrubs are still being made out of cotton. Right. We should make a uniform. We should make scrubs that actually are conducive to their environment. Okay, so back to the mauve uh, pants. So everything we do is antimicrobial. Four-way stretch, as you can see, a yoga me, waistband. Yep. Oh, it feels nice. It's not scratchy and cottony and gross, Thank right? God. Look how oh, cute. Oh, there's the top. Look how cute. Well, okay. That, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll give it to you. In in a modern styling, right? right so right. it's not just about having um, just something that you know is for work. It's about yep. having something that's styled well, that's comfortable, that fits well when you're running around a hospital all day. I can probably get a pair of boxy, scratchy, disgusting sh- scrubs for not a lot of money. These are not going to be not a lot of money, right? We're a premium brand, right? And, and, and you're just owning that. That's the cost, we, what they cost. And we own it, and we really pay attention to our quality. We spend a lot of time on the design, the production, the quality of all our, all our scrubs. Really important to us. Do, do you do the but design? We have a design team. Do you? Okay. Sometimes I do. Yeah. You're the boss. You can do what you want, right? Sometimes. Well, She's also so, the boss. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of uh, being the boss, co-CEOs, who decides? Somebody's got to decide. Yeah, oh, we do decide. There's, there's a whole lot we of not so, answering going well, on. Well, both of us decide. I mean, I think that we trust each other. We have a great partnership, um, and we let each other kind of. I think it comes down to trust, right? Yeah. So she trusts me to make the decisions on, in my areas, and I trust Trina to make the decisions in her areas. Did you two know each other before you came to this company, or before you started this company? Sorry, we met through a mutual friend back in 2012, and came together and. Uh, I come from more of an operational background and was really focused on the execution. Mm-hmm. In reality, we were very we're involved in everything, right? And so it's you know we have like our own internal board meeting, Heather and I, every single day. Yeah. What should we do for this? What do we think about this? What do we think about that? And that's really what's an incredible about our partnership. When you started this company, what five six years ago, right? Plus or minus? Uh, did you, you bootstrap it yourselves? Your own credit cards maxed out and all that jazz? Or how'd you, how'd you get off the ground? Oh, this is a good one. So in the beginning, yes, we had actually one of our factories front some of the production, which was huge for us. And then I spent all my money. And then Trina liquidated her 401k. Wow, that's a gutsy move. Huge gutsy move. Not, not smart necessarily. People would advise you against it. I'm Most just saying. Most would advise against it. But I think that it was worth the risk. Wow. That's a big put up or shut we up. went all move. in. I mean, I think, you know. Now we're seeing yeah. the fruits of yeah. that labor, but I think um, 
if you don't believe in what you're doing, how are you going to get other people to believe in what you're doing? And so we really went all in from the beginning. When did you know that it was going to work? Do you know yet that it's going to work? I love that question. Um, Heather likes to say that she knew from day one. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, it's, it depends, you know, your definition of work. I believe from day one that we can make healthcare professionals' lives better. In terms of your question, though, I think that I've always believed in that we could do something bigger. So when you plow everything back in, what are you, in essence, buying, right? What's the, what's the return? What are you looking for? We're looking to create a really strong connection with a community. And that sounds probably pretty vague, but there's a lot that goes into that. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, yes, it sounds vague and that's fine, but that's classic brand speak. You, you, are, you are incredibly on message, right? <laughs> uh, well, you are. And it's just interesting to see. Well, I mean, I think for us, no one's been able to create a community around a profession, right? This is a, these are people going to work every single day. And yeah. most brands are focused on what people wear when they go out at night or what, they, what type of makeup they're using. Um, we've been able to create a brand in a community around a profession, and that is something that I think hasn't been done, and it's really interesting and it's important. Um, and so, in order to do that, the you know there is a lot of capital and there's a lot of right. resources and energy that goes into um, completely redefining an industry. Give me the uh, the the rough numbers. How many people you have working for you? How many customers? We're about a hundred people on the team. We have about close to a million customers. Uh, you. So I typed figs into, into you know, my browser the other day, uh, and now I'm being followed around by figs ads, even though I'm not necessarily a medical professional. You are aggressive in online and sort of social marketing a lot. I like that word, aggressive. Yeah, I mean, well, we're, <laughs> well that's good. Yeah. Um, Feel free to we use are. It. No, we are. I, I think, I mean, now we know, you know, that you're looking for a product. So, yeah, I think we are aggressive in our marketing and we have a maniacal focus on our healthcare professional and our consumer uh, from a brand perspective and from a digital marketing perspective. Yeah. I talked to a, a couple of my friends who are medical professionals before uh, this chat and uh, generally positive reviews, but uh, some of them were like, you know, 38 bucks for a scrubs thing? I don't need that. What is that? Why can't I just use my $10 variety? Who cares what I look like at work? Well, that's, you know, those aren't really our customers. <laughs> You're right. Oh, snap. Yeah. It's okay if somebody wants to buy a $10 scrub. That's not everybody's is, is for us and not everybody's our customer. What's your worst nightmare? What keeps you up at night? Uh, <laughs> you know, we have an incredible team. Um, and what keeps me up at night is continuing to find people like many of the people in our warehouse right now that live and breathe and love this brand. Let me get all macro on you here. It's a very tight labor market. Where do you find people who work for this company? You know, it's a challenge. You know, I think we have a really wide network through our own personal networks. We, um, you know, obviously work with recruiters. We work with um, companies that specialize in finding great people. Um, and, you know, we're constantly out there meeting new people that um, are aligned with what we're doing and are aligned with the company. What else do I need to see? Let's go see, see, see the embroidery workshop. workshop. Oh, all right. Wow. So this is like, you know, John Doe, MD on the, on the you know, front That's chest right. or whatever it is? All right. Oh, so look, you can hear the sewing machines already. This is a very special place right now. This is where personalization happens. All right. These are all computerized sewing machines, really? Of yeah, course they are, Kai, you idiot. Driven. Come on. Of course they um, are. Scanned in. All right, wait, I have to go look at this thing. What are they doing? Tell me who you are. Uh, Ivan, I'm the embroidery production manager here at Figs. And, so um, what you doing? So basically what happens is uh, you get the first the pick ticket, which you bring so, the order. So it's an order, right? Yeah. yeah. And then it gets brought to Latif, who does the scanning. scanning. Oh, look at that. 
and then the machine will pick up. And then it just cranks it out. Yeah, and as you can see, it has the name. Yeah. How much you figure one of these sewing machines costs? Uh, I believe it's around 13000 Oh, yeah, man. Each. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thir- thirteen of these giant sewing machines. All right, yeah. that's cool. And we'll just show me the finished product. Uh, oh, there you go. Look at that. So these are like two lines embroidery. You can put your yeah. name, where you work. Um, but we also have, you know, some people request actual logos of, where, you know, the hospital. Oh, there so you go. Children's Hospital, hospital of Los I, Angeles. I spent a lot of time there. There you go. Um, this is interesting. It's, well, you, you had the mauve before. Here's gray. You don't see a lot of these color palettes in hospitals, which is kind of interesting. A lot yeah, of blue. Yeah, the graphite is our signature color um, that now has become a hospital standard color. So it's interesting how the industries evolve with how right. the direction in which we take. I mean, that's a nice gray, right? That's a nice gray. It's or a graphite. Ch- what is it? Char- graphite? It's graphite. Sorry. Sorry. It's a heathered gray. It's, or, or, you know, it's gray. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's gray. Do you guys just count on, on nurses and doctors and, you know, orderlies and whatever just to go online and order their stuff on themselves? I mean, how do you, how do you work? How do you ship? Trina, do you want to explain this? You're staring at me like you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, giving me a look. So go, the majority of our business is individuals going right. online to and buy their themselves scrubs. A set of scrubs. Yeah, right. getting themselves, themselves medical apparel. Right. A portion of our business, a smaller portion, is what is called teams. Our teams business is hospital tar- departments, medical offices, and clinics right. buying on behalf of their team. It actually started out as a challenge where Why? people were trying to spend $100,000 on our website, <sighs> and it was quite a challenge, oh, and we no. really were able to turn that into a massive opportunity. What, one uh, hopes <laughs> if somebody's trying to spend $100,000. That's right. So um, now we are able to send this team yeah. that comes online a box full of, stuff. A box full of scrubs. They right. are able to try on every size. Uh, they then send this back to the warehouse here. And, the, and, and then, then it gets order. embroidered and whatever, right? Exactly. So if we're going to embroider like you saw in our embroidery workshop right. and put people's names and logos, right. we need to know that the size is going to work right. out for them. Right, so right. this has kind of a really easy way to see. Oh, uh, so these are the sample garments, these right? These are you the got sample the extra garments, small, exactly. You got the whatever, yeah. It's a different gray, right? It's not the graphite? That is, is a graphite. Oh, that right. is just in, wrapped in plastic. Yeah. <laughs> that must be what threw me off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Um, do you find any peril, not to get all macro again, but it is kind of my gig. Um, do you find any peril in this moment in the global economy? I think there is a lot happening around the world that is scary. And what we're seeing with China is something that we're focused on um, in other countries as well. As it relates to our business, we are a bit insulated. And, and the reason for that is because of the industry that we operate. We're in healthcare the largest, fastest growing segments in the population. You know, what we do is actually pretty recession-proof. Doctors and nurses aren't going anywhere. Um, And the service in which we provide to this industry um, is something that's been around for 100 years and it's going to continue for the next 100 years. You know, but we've been fortunate to be able to be flexible in shifting our supply chain around. I mean, adaptable. I mean, this is why these corporate companies that you're seeing around the world, this is why they go out of business is because they're not nimble. They're not thinking about the future. They're not setting themselves up for all different types of situations that are going to happen over the next 10, 20, 100 years. Do you still call yourselves a startup? We are a startup in terms of our mentality. Uh, In terms of our size, we probably are outside of that startup word. Um, But how we think, we have a startup mentality. And I think we always will. And I think that's important no matter if we're a public company. One day, we should still have that startup mentality in order to make the best product, um, and get things done. Figs, by the way, where'd that come from? I just love fruit. 
and I love figs, and that's where it came from. Really? Totally. That's so. If I eat fruit, like avocado. I'm allergic to avocado, actually. Are you? Totally. So is my son. <laughs> uh, no, but, but figs. So I thought about it. One, I love fruit. And two, I thought, what are successful companies out there? You got Apple, fruit. Blue Lemon, another fruit. Right? Uh, look, figs. Amen. Fruit. <laughs> I'm done. Let's get out of here. You guys have work to do. Your son's allergic to avocado? Yeah, his mouth gets all tingly. I'm, I'm like, he could be hospitalized. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That was my conversation with Heather Hassan and Trina Spear, the CEOs and co-founders of Figs. Thanks so much for listening. To hear more conversations like this, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you do get your podcasts. Leave us a review while you're there, would you? It does help us out. The Corner Office podcast is produced by Bridget Bodner. This episode by Maria Hollenhorst. Marketplace on the radio is produced by Nancy Fargali. Satar Nieves is the executive director of On Demand. Deborah Clark is the Senior Vice President and General Manager. I'm Kai Rizdal. Another episode for you in a couple of weeks.